The Church, in her wisdom, sets out weekly readings from the Gospels. These readings allow us to follow the life and teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ and the story of our salvation. Upper Room Media presents to you the weekly Sunday homily delivered from Sydney, Australia. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Um, happy and blessed Feast of Pentecost. We celebrate Pentecost today because we have a long day ahead of us and a few other prayers after the liturgy. We're going to make this very short and sweet. Um, you know, in life, guys, everyone is seeking comfort. Everyone is seeking peace. Nobody wakes up and says, I want to have a terrible day today and not be happy and I want to be very sad. In fact, in every aspect of our life, we work hard, you study, you go through you know, schooling, high school, and get really good grades and do your best so that you can achieve really well to have comfortable jobs and comfortable lives and comfortable incomes. Um, on earth, we, we live on earth for God. Um, we live good, godly, Christian lives. We strive to do that so that we can be comforted and comfortable in paradise, in heaven, for eternity with our Lord. And so comfort is something that we are all seeking. And, and there are many people seeking it without God. Um, in the absence of God, and unfortunately, they, they never seek that, the, the joy and the comfort, or they never find the comfort that they're seeking. Um, and it can lead to quite detrimental paths and habits and, and terrible things. But we're very blessed and very um, fortunate to be Christian, to be Orthodox, and to have our Lord today remind us, on this day of Pentecost, that I am the Holy Spirit, I am the Comforter. I will give you comfort, I will give you rest, I will give you joy, I will give you peace. Um, the, the reality is that Christ is, you know, some people live life feeling like they're a square peg in like a round hole and they just don't fit different, you know, they go out with their friends and their things just don't fit. But, but today the Lord is saying, through me, in me you'll have peace, in me you'll have that comfort. Your search stops with me, you don't need to keep searching, I've got you and I've got your back and I'll look after you and I'll protect you and I'll be with you. So if anyone is struggling, or if anyone, and we all are, we all have problems, we all have issues that we're dealing with, demons that we're battling, um, temptations that we're struggling from. And, and for some people, they feel very hopeless. For some people, they feel like, I just can't win. Every time I try, like what St. Paul says in Romans, the things that I wish to do, those are the things I don't end up doing. And the things that I don't want to do, that's what I end up doing. And he says, a wretched man that I am. And this is St. Paul talking. So St. Paul feels this way, then surely it is perfectly fine and, and, and God expects us to feel at least the same way. So don't ever feel like you've lost hope or you've lost anything at all. In fact, in fact it's not that we're not going to come with problems in the world, but we find our comfort in him. It's how we respond to those problems. And so the, there's two things that, that I wanted to just leave you with today. The first thing is that as a godly Christian, if I'm living a godly life, if I am being disturbed by the troubles of the world to the point where I've lost my peace, I've lost my comfort, then let that be like a red flag in my spiritual life. Let that be something to prompt me to go and speak to my confession father or to pray more and say, hey, I've lost my peace. As a Christian, in theory, we will all still have problems like everyone else in the world, but in theory, we should still be comforted. We should. Why? Because we've still got Christ with us even amidst the problems, even during the discomfort, even during the difficulties, whatever those difficulties may be. If you are going through difficulties and you're struggling to a point where you've lost your peace, please 
Let that be something that you start, it prompts you to speak to Abuna or to speak to God a lot more. Uh, and, and in fact, do both. Um, it's not an either or, it's, it's doing both. And so the second thing is once I receive that comfort, what do I do with that comfort when I have it? Does God give me this comfort and gives me a comforter just for myself and that's it? No. The, in fact, in 2 Corinthians, St. Paul says, Blessed be the God of, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comforts, who comforts us in all our tribulation. Why? That we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. In two verses, St. Paul says the word comfort five times. Right? If he hasn't, and, and St. Paul's not one to just repeat things for the sake of it. Right? God gives us comfort in, our, in all of our tribulation, not just some, in all. He offers us comfort in all of your tribulations. Why? So that you can be comforted and so that you can comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which you yourself were comforted by God. So step one, I need to be comforted. I need to understand that Jesus is my God and he is powerful and able to help me. Step number, and if I'm not, if I don't feel comforted by that, then I need to pray. I need to speak to Abu Namur. I need to understand that this is a litmus test that I'm, I'm not where I need to be spiritually. I need to have more faith in God and understand that he is my comforter and he needs to be my provider. The second thing is, once I've done that, then I need to use that comfort to comfort other people. Who here, actually don't answer this question, everyone here has annoying people in their lives, right? Everyone here has ghilis, annoying, um, you know, silly people. Some people will think of just one person, some will think of five, some will think of ten people. In their lives, maybe a hundred. People in their lives who are annoying, who are irritating, who are irritable. But what our role is, instead of sitting there in Pentecost and labelling people saying, you're, an, you're a silly person, you're an annoying person, you're a troll, you're a realist, instead of doing that, we should be using the comfort that God has given us to comfort those people. Nobody, like we said, wakes up in the morning saying, I'm going to be an annoying person to everyone around me. I promise you the person who's annoying you or who has annoyed you didn't wake up that morning thinking, I'm going to annoy this person today. I'm going to do everything in my power to do that. Nobody does that. <coughs> Right? And so when you find someone who is annoying or irritable, has a weird kind of sense of humor or a weird personality or whatever it is that just gets under your skin and pushes your buttons, before labeling and pointing at him or her, please remember that we need to give people the benefit of the doubt. Perhaps that person's irritable because maybe they didn't have their coffee that morning or maybe they, they got in trouble with their parents or maybe they had a bad day at work or a bad day at school. Maybe they stuffed up in an exam or maybe they tried to do something but they haven't achieved it. Maybe they weren't brought up in the same loving, caring, comfortable environment that you were blessed with, that God blessed you with. And if you perhaps were brought up in a different environment, then you too may have been ten times more annoying than this particular person. So, so please, let's, number one, remember that Jesus is our comforter. In any situation that I'm in, whatever the problem is, no problem is too great for the mighty right hand of our Lord. And so he needs to be my comforter in all situations. If I have a big problem, but God is my solution and he's with me, then I don't have a problem anymore. Because he's with me and he's solving all my issues as I go. Secondly, I then, my responsibility as a godly Christian is to provide comfort for those around me. The last thing I'll say is, at the end of this liturgy, we are praying um, a very special prayers. They're called prostration prayers. In these prostration prayers, these prayers were written by St. Basil in the 3rd and 4th century. It's about 16, 17 centuries ago. 
right? These words have been used and have been kept in their exactitude across all the Orthodox churches in the world. If you walk into a Greek Orthodox church, look at Russian Orthodox literature, look at Coptic Orthodox, any Orthodox church you walk into will have the very same St. Basil prayers of the prostration prayers that we're about to pray today. We only pray them once in the year, in Holy Pentecost, which is today. And you'll notice in these words, please try to pay attention during these words. They're usually at the end of, we're going to do a summarized version of them today, don't worry. Um, normally it takes about three or four hours, but we don't have that luxury today. So, And normally it actually happens in the afternoon. People used to have the liturgy, go home, and then come back. So we're not doing that. We're going to stay after the liturgy straight away, and it won't take very long. But the prostration prayers is literally where we are prostrating before the Lord, asking the Holy Spirit to come down on us in the same way the Holy Spirit came down on the disciples and the apostles and brought them comfort and brought them joy and gave them power to be able to feel his presence and that comfort and to be able to provide comfort for the rest of the world, which is what our calling is now. I love in the Catholic Church at the end of the liturgy, Abuna, when he finishes after the, the deacon say their version of Amin Alleluia, um, the priest says, go and change the world. Because that is part of our responsibility as Christians to provide comfort to everyone around us. May God um, give us this spirit to feel that we never should ever lose hope because Christ is our comfort in all situations and that we should provide comfort to everyone around us and glory be to God forever. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.